Around Guy Radio. I'm your host, Mr. Southeast Iowa, Dave Johnson, and Henshaw Trailer Sales uh, is uh, present. Ask us to present some programs that relate to Iowa's history, and we're going to talk about a person who was uh, very connected to Iowa, and it is our president, uh, former President Ronald Reagan. And uh, we're on the phone with Bob Dewitt as we do. Another episode of Day Tripping with Bob DeWitt, and Bob's going to talk about Ronald Reagan's birthplace. Welcome to the program, Bob. Thanks again. Uh, going to Illinois today, so be sure if you're coming from Iowa, get gas before you cross the state line, because uh, it's close to $5 a gallon here as of yesterday, which is crazy. But anyway, Tampico, Illinois, T-A-M-P-I-T. And the website for this, and this is his Ronald Reagan birthplace, it's uh, TampacoHistoricalSociety.com. And neat little town, kind of in the middle of nowhere, about 40, 45 45 minutes, uh, pretty much straight east of the Quad Cities. Uh, Anyway, Reagan was born above this uh, bakery in uh, 1911 in an apartment and they've restored this and they've actually bought the building next door and that's kind of their little museum which has a lot of artifacts a lot of posters just a lot of information and uh and then you go next door up the steps and you're in the uh recreated apartment with carriage furniture from from when he was the year he was born in uh in 2011 uh it, it ended up uh, the bakery ended up turning into a bank, and uh, they've restored the bank. It's not in service, but uh, you can tour the whole place. And uh, kind of a neat little, neat little day trip from uh, from Eastern Iowa, anyway. And uh, regular, like I said, he was born there in 1911. Uh, they were the, his father was in retail sales, and. They lived there for a few years. They ended up actually in Galesburg, where I'm at. Uh, he attended second grade at Silas Willard School, and they tore that school down three or four years ago and built a new one, which there was quite a bit of discussion about that because of the historical significance of a past president. But as I've said before, sometimes Illinois doesn't embrace history like Iowa does. But Anyway, he uh, was in Galesburg, then they lived in Monmouth, and then he was back in Tampico until 1920. And uh, kind of worth the trip. They run by uh, some really nice volunteers from the town. It's hit and miss as far as open. Uh, if you look at their website, it, it gives you the hours, and, and they will let you in by appointment. Uh, but I think during the summer, it's, it's open most of the time anyway. So... Uh, not a lot I can tell you about it other than uh, it, it, it's worth the trip if you've got uh, uh, an afternoon to spend. You, know, you like history and, and political history especially. Uh, and then that area, if you, if you head north, it's probably a half or north, is uh, Dixon, Illinois, which he, he moved there when he was 10 years old. Can you hear the train in the background? I, <laughs> I'm I, in Galesburg, Illinois. <laughs> anyway... Uh, uh, they moved to Dixon, and Dixon got the boyhood home there that they promote, but I, I don't know what happened to it. Uh, according to Neil Reagan, Ronald Reagan's brother, uh, that 
home. They only lived in two years, and apparently they moved around Dixon quite a bit. But Nixon embraces him as their native son. You know, he was a lifeguard there, and there's lots of stories about that. Uh, but they they put a nice little park down on the riverfront with a statue of him. And, uh, you know, if you want to do a Reagan day, uh, start in Tampa, go head up to uh, – Dixon, and you can kind of have the whole experience. The house in Dixon is kind of neat, and it used to be Reagan'sBoyhoodHome.org, and I went to that a couple of days ago, and now it it moves you over to the Young Republicans uh, website, and it, it really doesn't do anything about the house other than uh, you know the admission price and and worth that. So nice little nice little trip up in that area. And then, of course, when he was 19, he, he moved to uh, Eureka, Illinois, which is where he went to college and and uh, graduated with his with his degrees in economics and sociology. And they've got a nice museum. So there's a lot of Reagan history in Illinois. Uh, we've been to the Eureka Museum uh, one time, and it's on the campus of the college. But it's got a big piece of uh, the Berlin Wall there that uh, I think was donated by, uh, I, I'm not sure who, but, but so you could spend a day in, uh, in Illinois and see a lot of Reagan sites. So uh, how pleasant was this and how extensive is this uh, museum and uh, what's the staff like? Well, the land Tampico is, it's, like I said, they, they bought the building next door and it's one story, but it, it's, it's, uh, it's jam packed with, Pretty much everything you, you you could imagine from from his early days up to the presidency, and and he did visit Tampico several times uh, uh, when he was running for president, and then I think he was back basically once or twice after uh, after he had left the presidency, uh, and before of course he ended up with Alzheimer's, not unlike the uh, current president, but <laughs> we, we don't want to get into that. <laughs> <laughs> Probably not a good thing to bring up. Let's not do political trash and how. Let's uh, right. let me let me ask you just something about what did Reagan's uh, presidency mean to you, and what do you think Reagan's legacy is uh, today? Well, to me, and, and I hate to say it because it'll make some people mad, but like Trump, the guy loved America. He just loved the country and uh, wanted everyone to prosper. Uh, and I know there's a lot of you know negative talk on the, on the other side, but I think he was one of the greatest presidents. He did spend a lot of money, but he, he you know he took down the Soviet Union by by forcing them to spend money to uh, to combat the information that that Reagan was spending money to get out, and of course building up the military and. Uh, he just loved the country, and you know it's funny. He started as a Democrat. He was president of the Screen Actors Guild, uh, Guild, and uh, but he just loved this country. And when he was running for president the first time, I know he visited Illinois quite a bit, uh, which was you know his college town and his birthplace, and and uh, but hey, that's that's a thing that always struck me. The guy loved, he loved this country and he wanted everybody to prosper. And, and I, I think he's, he, he set up, uh, uh, situations where everybody could prosper. And I, and I think we were heading that way a few years ago and until, uh, until the last election and everything to me has fallen apart. So, uh, 
But uh, and I think you said you were in the military under Reagan as commander in chief. Yeah, Ray, Reagan him. was. A, he was my commander in chief. Uh, you know, uh, he was. Uh, I was inspired by his patriotism. You know, and uh, wanted to wanted to serve the country. And uh, he was uh, really big and supporter of the military. And he wanted the military to be really advanced. And uh, we had Colin Powell as our our uh, corps commander. And then he. He pulled him out of there to put him on uh, his uh, Joint Chiefs of Staff advisories. Uh, he came in there, but, uh, you know, uh, he was working with Cola Powell to really make sure that we were in top physical shape. We had everything that we needed and that we had the, the hours of training that we needed. We were constantly in the field. We were always running drills, and we were always – you know, simulating fire and missiles at Moscow constantly from different areas all the time, you know, and that way he would, you know, the Russians uh, could see that. And then, you know, when they would, uh, the Russians would build up troops along the border, kind of like they did there in Ukraine, we would send troops, you know what I mean? He would match whatever they were doing or, or massively uh, exceed what they were doing. You know, I mean, if they sent up hundred tanks, he might send 400 tanks, you know, and then they would just park on each side of the border until uh, usually the Russians would uh, start to maybe land their MiGs and move some of their stuff back. But yeah, Reagan was, uh, you know, you, you felt loved by him when you were in the military and, uh, you know, you knew it was a high priority and uh, it made you work that extra hard and put in those extra hours and put up with that really cold temperatures and, uh, you know, but we were loved by the German people, you know, when I was in West Germany, you know, they, they treated us like the thing that was keeping them from having the Russians crush them. You know what I mean? So they yeah, were really happy yeah. to have us and they were very appreciative of us being there and being an American was a big thing back then. America was strong, maybe it's strongest. And it was a pleasure to be part of that America. It does seems like we want to be as weak as possible now. Yeah, it's kind of funny, my, uh, you took the difference in time, and I'm going back, God, probably 15 years ago, but my son was, actually, it was right after 2001, after the uh, bombing uh, of the World Trade Center, but my, my son was in the Marines, and uh, he was in First Fleet Anti-Terrorism Security Team, and uh, they had to deploy that to the Soviet Union, because one of them, you can imagine this back in your time in the military, one of the uh, spy planes had to land in Russia for some maintenance. And uh, so they had to go there and they were deployed there to just guard it. And uh, <laughs> can you imagine that happening back in uh, back in the 70s or early 80s? But anyway, he said uh, when they were there, they were able to do a little sightseeing. And he said a lot of the, a lot of the Russian women would come up and, and want their their baby's pictures taken with the American soldiers. So uh, a whole different world once that wall fell and uh, and Russia or Soviet Union was was split up. But uh, you, you can imagine that one of our spy planes landing there back then and, and uh, you know, being able to take off again, which would never happen uh, back in our day. Yeah, it was... Uh... Yeah, you know, we never, you never seen him ever apologize for America. That's the, something I never did understand why anybody had to apologize for, you know, because I always thought we were the greatest country in the history of the world. But, uh, and, and 
Gregor was such a, I mean, he was such a personality. I mean, he was such a good speaker. And, uh, you know, him and Gorbachev got along great. I mean, they, he had him to the ranch and, uh, and Reagan visited there. And, uh, you know, he would joke with the guy and, uh, uh, it was just a different time, and and you know now it's Russia, 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 and and uh, I don't know. It's it, it's not a good time in America. Hopefully, it'll get back to to where it was a few years ago. Reagan was known as the great communicator, and he uh, was he was uh, America was well respected across the world, and he was uh, feared by our enemies because he was uh, definitely a, a tough guy. You know, uh, yeah. And uh, I think that was, uh, you know, it's good. Uh, it's good that the uh, enemies of our country don't size up our president and see weakness and uh, uh, ex- can expect some kind of pathetic response from him for every uh, aggressive action they take against us. But yeah, so some of our young people who've just been fed propaganda should go to YouTube and, and just look up Reagan and watch some of his speeches and uh, uh, you know, and going back to when he was. Uh, president of the Screen Actors Guild. Uh, he, he loved this country. He loved the military. Uh, and like I said, he was a, he was a great communicator. I mean, the guy could he could he, he could talk to anybody, and uh, you could just tell he the guy had a presence about him. You know, uh, uh, of course, he was an entertainer. Uh, actually, he had a, did, he did those famous radio. Uh, uh, Broadcast and it wasn't that in Iowa when uh, when they had to uh, do these these games by ticker tape where they weren't actually there yeah. and uh, and he he ended up just doing like ten minutes of not knowing what was going on but yeah because the tape broke uh, yeah well yeah uh, that that's Ronald Reagan has a deep connection to Iowa because uh, that's where his first job was he worked for WHO yeah. Radio and he worked for a station in the Quad Cities. And yeah, it was his job to broadcast the Cubs games and the Iowa Hawkeye games. And uh, he couldn't really be in Chicago. So what he would get was on a ticker time, you know, tinker singles to left. You know what I mean? And he would have to keep track. There's a runner on first base. And he would, uh, you know, say the pitcher, uh, you know, here's a stretch. Here's the pitch. It's a curveball, ball outside. You know, and he's just making up stuff until uh, the thing comes. At one time, the the ticker tape gave him nothing for 10 minutes. And he would say, you know, oh, there's an argument. Oh, here comes uh, Pee Wee Reese out of the dugout. He's arguing with the umpire. The managers are out there and creating all this whole scuffle, you know. And uh, and then he says, oh, and now and then he, he pretends there's a pitch. And, oh, the catcher's uh, wrist seems to be hurt. The trainer is looking at, well, he get a call from the from the uh, catcher's wife to find out, you know, what was really happening. And, and is he, you know. She was really concerned about how hurt he was, <laughs> and you know, it was he was just trying to fill the time. In fact, he he got to they they just put him in a this when he auditioned for WHO, they just put him in a room and says broadcast a football game, an imaginary football game, you know, and he just comes in and he you know he says it's a cold windy day with the wind blowing out of the left, out of the goalposts, and here comes you know the teams out of the out and the crowd roars and the cheerleaders go crazy, you know, and he just does this great entertaining thing and then they said and then after he was done they came back in the room they says here's five dollars be on a bus to see the iowa hawkeyes you're broadcasting tomorrow and that you know 
but his ability to gab, his ability to entertain, and he was very entertaining, and he was very he had a great sense of humor, and uh, yeah, I really miss that, don't you? Yeah, I do. And uh, when he retired to his ranch, loved horses. I, I read his uh, his his uh, Secret Service agent that was assigned to him, and I can't remember his name, but but uh, he did a book about him, and and of course it was uh, Nancy asked the Secret Service agent to tell Ron was getting, he was at a point where he couldn't, it wasn't safe for him to ride his horses anymore because he was, he was just, you know, the Alzheimer's was getting worse and, and uh, they asked the Secret Service man to let him know that. And uh, uh, these guys were really close and that Secret Service guy has passed away since then, but I wish I could remember the, the name of the book because it's, it's a really, really good read. And uh, it just tells the, the, you know, the human side of the guy after he left the presidency. And then, uh, and of course, they had Lifetime Secret Service. I think they changed that now where they only get it for five years uh, after the presidency. But, but back then, they, uh, they had it all the time. And, uh, and it, one, of the, one of the stories, uh, apparently he had, a, there was a, another Secret Service guy that was there for a day or a weekend. And, uh, and and Reagan was in the in the stable, and the other Secret Service name, uh, uh, his name was Ron, and uh, his primary Secret Service guy needed to get a hold of him, and he yelled inside. He says, "Hey, Ron, I need to see you." And Reagan came walking out, and uh, he said, "Mr. President, I would never call you Ron. I'm, I'm talking to the other agent." But Reagan came out like, "Yeah, no, no problem. That's my name," and uh, just. There'll never be another one like him, but uh, but hopefully we'll have other ones that that love the country as much as he did. Well, Dixon, Illinois, and I, I have trouble pronouncing the what's the the name of the birthplace city? Tampico. Tampico. T, yeah, T A M P I C O, and it's Tampico. Well, it's historical society is uh, is a website. It has stuff around the, the you know other things around that county. But and there, I just want to let uh, people know that it's just uh, it's right between Chicago and the Iowa border, so that's about where it is. And if you yeah, want to want and if, if you want to get a, a a a look at Ronald Reagan's life, that you know, like I say. Tamco and Dixon both have uh, exhibits there. Uh, Henshaw Trailer Sales has presented this look into the life of Ronald Reagan with uh, with uh, Bob Dewitt. Uh, Bob, you went to a uh, something else I want to talk about. You went to uh, an event in Fort Madison this weekend. Uh, I'd like to hear a little bit about that. Yeah, there's a car show at the uh, I think it's called Riverview or Riverside Park, and. Uh, I took my, I've got a Gotham City police chief car that I, I made. My grandson was Batman. Uh, and was there with John Bain, who I know the show has had on quite a bit, uh, with his General Lee and uh, uh, Steve with his Scooby-Doo van. And uh, it's it's an Iowa car club. I, I try to go to this one every year. I don't do a lot of car shows anymore but uh that's a neat park and I, I think maybe next week we can we can talk about that because there's a there's a recreated fort there from the war of 18 uh 1812 and it's right on the river and it's it's pretty interesting uh little fort to go to and then the train depot which is right there too is uh the lee 
County Historical Society, and uh, lots of stuff from that area in that museum. And and uh, the museum is, is open to the public, donations only. Uh, the fort, I didn't go in this time. I can't remember what it cost to see it, but... but uh, when you get in it, they've got, uh, and you go in through the gift shop, but it, they've got uh, uh, soldiers in there in, in period costumes that'll give you the, the tour of the inside of the fort, and then they'll fire off a musket. Uh, it, it's pretty interesting, and I'm kind of planning on talking about that next week, so I don't want to go into too much detail about it, but uh, it's... Uh, it, it, I love, like, you know, you know, I love Iowa, and there's so much history there. And, and uh, Fort Madison, that, that fort, it's named after the, the fort from, from uh, you know, the War of 1812, and just a uh, pretty neat place to visit. So I'll, I'll go into more detail on that next well, week. Well, I can't wait because Fort Madison, Keokuk, is a, just a rich area of uh, Iowa history that I, I, I uh, could talk about all day long. So we're really looking forward to that. A uh, couple of things. You mentioned John Bain. Uh, we will want to hear at Ground Guy uh, Radio, want to congratulate John Bain. He is taking a position with KCII and is going to put out some programming that is, uh, you know, more of the rural stuff, more of the Wellmans, more of the Colonas, more of the Winfields, uh, New London's type, just things that are not right in the city of Washington, you know, I know he's doing a spotlight on a, a very interesting uh, uh, roller skating rink in, uh, in Wellman. You know, that's something I'm, I'm totally interested in. And uh, really want to thank you for being, uh, being on the show today. And that was a, a, you know, Ronald Reagan is one of my favorite things to talk about. So uh, Henshaw Trailer Sales of Richland, Iowa has uh, Presented another episode of History of Iowa. We talked about Ronald Reagan with uh, Bob DeWitt. Bob, was there anything we didn't get to talk about that you want to talk about? You know, I I, I could tell the uh, favorite joke of Reagan that he told Gorbachev uh, uh, when he was here. <laughs> you, you got two minutes to hear it? Yeah, go ahead. I'll tell one after you tell one. It, it, it's hilarious. He, uh, and he and he said he told this to Gorbachev, but... Uh, he says, in, in the Soviet Union, a lot of people, just the ordinary people, cannot afford to have their own cars. And uh, But if you can afford it, if you're one of the lucky ones, you have to pay cash up front, and delivery is 10 years. He said, so this citizen of uh, Russia went into the dealership, and he laid down the cash, and, and they filled out the paperwork, and the... Uh, the salesman says, okay, we've, we've got your order in. Uh, you can pick it up 10 years from today's date. And the guy said, would that be morning or afternoon? And the salesman said, what possible difference could it make 10 years from now whether you pick up the car in the morning or the afternoon? And the guy said, well, the plumber's coming in the morning. I love that. I just love that. So anyway, what's yours? You, you've got a, a few of Reagan's too, don't you? Well, one of my favorite ones he said was he was talking to the Russian premier. I, I can't remember if it was Brezhnev or Gorbachev, but he said, uh, he said, you know, uh, in my country, if a citizen doesn't like what I'm doing, he can come knock on my door at the White House, come in the Oval Office, pound his fist on my desk and say, Mr. Reagan, I do not like the way you're doing things. He says, is a citizen in Russia free to do that? And the premier says, oh, yeah, people come to my office all the time and tell me they don't like the way you're doing things. 
the great communicator and a man who cut his teeth in Illinois and Iowa and uh, stayed true to those Midwest principles all the way through the presidency of the United States. And I thought he was one of our greatest presidents. And uh, thanks for listening. This has been Round Guy Radio with news you can use that uh, won't give you the blues. Thanks for listening.